All right. Good morning, everybody. Um, this is Shots of Info. Welcome once again. And let's get it started. All right, guys. So quick disclaimer. This is a conversation between Michael. None of this is supposed to be taken seriously. We are not financial experts in any way. We're not experts in any way, actually. Not yet, at least. We'll be getting there soon enough. But in, in the time that it takes for us to get there, this is just a conversation between us two. We're just, you know, shooting the shit. And we're just taking you along for the ride. Absolutely. And for today's topics, we have, uh, on the finance section, we have, is college worth expense? Uh, some news apps for the day. Uh, fitness, in the fitness section, we have the meal planning relative to your goals. In personal development, is motivation necessary to be successful? Really good topics for the day. Uh, we can get it started with the, with the first one. And is college worth expense? What do you think? As a college student, we can give you a little perspective on that. Yeah. So is it worth the expense? Depends on the person, depends on the major, depends on why exactly you're going to college. Um, I mean, nowadays, you're not really going to find much value in college other than the social aspect to it and going into it for STEM reasons. So, you know, science, technology, engineering, math, any of those majors, everything else is relatively, you can, do, you can find most of that information online. Absolutely. Uh, in my opinion, um, private education is not worth it. When it comes to public education, I think it's a little bit overpriced uh, comparing to other countries that education is free until like universities. Um, but still at some point or at certain point, it is worth it to get a degree. Now, the most important aspect of a college, or in my opinion, is the social life which we are missing out, completely missing out during the virtual, um, you know, during the, this pandemic. And right now getting charged the same amount as I was getting charged uh, last year for being on campus and getting the experience, it's not worth it. And I, it kind of sucks, to be honest, because that's probably one of the reasons I, like, I'm paying. Now, what the school sees, because uh, a lot of kids from public school, they get financial aid. So they cannot ignore the fact that there are some people like me who pass to pay out of their pocket. Now, I've been affording college because all myself, on my own, due to like, you know, like tradition, I guess. But like my sister went to college on their own and I'm, I, I wasn't gonna let my parents pay for my education. So at some point, I feel like a lot of, a lot of families, especially immigrant families, are the same way as mine. So for us to get a full-time job and also pay, afford to pay college, it's a little bit expensive. Especially like if you look back on the days, you can work a whole summer, like the summer, and you could afford like a whole year of college just with that, you know, summer work, which is kind of crazy how overpriced it got through these years. So in my opinion, it is not worth the price tag that comes with it. So, I mean, you get some value out of it, which is really good. Like, instead of getting like virtual like we're doing right now, like I mentioned, social life, uh, like Randy mentioned, the degree that you choose to do is, it plays a huge role 
So if you go any of the STEM fields, it's definitely, you know, kind of like over, kind of like makes it up for the price. But if you go for like a liberal arts or, or like a business major, I don't know. I don't you can think find all that information online. You can read books about it. It's all, it's all theoretical in class. And the only way that it's actually going to mean anything is when you put it in practice. And the only way for you to put it in practice is to actually do it. Um, and you don't need school for that. Actually, I remember one of the things, one of my friends, actually, this was my first uh, startup <laughs> partner who mentioned, like, you don't need a business degree to make business because you're always going to, you know, you can learn that out there. And you learn mm. while you try and fail. And I have learned through this on, I had three failed startups at this point of my life, but I'm proud of them because, you know, I learned something new out of them. And I'm recently starting something new as well, which um, hopefully is going to play on the long run as well. I'm taking it more slow rather than, you know, just. Yeah, yeah. definitely have to take your time with the scaling. But uh, going back to the topic we had before with mentors, or when we brought that up, um, a lot of these things, like learning whatever you would learn in college, you can definitely learn by having a mentor that's in that field of wherever the choosing is. Um, question is, how do you go about finding it? And we already talked a little bit about that. But um, when you learn more directly from somebody that's doing the thing that you want to be doing, you kind of just cut the time by half if not even more because they're already doing what you want to do so you can just learn from them as opposed to you sitting in class kind of talking about the ideas that you want to implement right no completely definitely completely completely agree on that that having a mentor is definitely one of the coolest thing because you can ask them questions with all the freedom and also like uh trust you know because you're not going to be no there, I feel like I've, I've seen, I've seen a lot of cases that people like a students like me, they seek mentorship in teachers. Now I wouldn't recommend that. <laughs> uh, reason to be why is because they're teachers. They're literally teaching you that technical stuff. They, unless they had previous experience in the field, I don't really think they're the greatest mentors because they're, just teachers and don't get me wrong teachers are i think essential to like our society like i feel like they like their pay it's not it's not it's not what is it called like it should be higher it's not because yeah. they have a lot of influence in their kids it has a lot of influence in in ourselves like the way that you know we are being taught morally um ethics socially and stuff like that but at the end of the day if they haven't go out there in the field that you are studying, for example, if you're learning business from a professor that doesn't have a business or haven't been on the field, then what experience are you really getting if you're getting that mentorship from that person? So definitely look out for mentors out there in the field that you are already um, searching for. And that's actually a really good one. My first mentor was uh, back in Buffalo. I was you know, doing a work study for him. And he mentored me a lot. He actually like told me about Bitcoin and I was just stupid not to listen to him because Bitcoin, when he told me, it was like under $1,000. And I only put like $200 out of my money. I could have made so much money out of that, 
but like he knew like he was he used to tell me he used to explain me about the stock market in because he knew i was a little bit passionate about that and i'm very grateful for him uh also understand that uh, a mentor doesn't have to be somebody that's like 10 20 30 years older than you i mean usually is or that's the kind of person that you're gonna find with the experience that you would like to learn from but mentors can be somebody that's younger than you um I mean, for my example, I'm a personal trainer. So in some aspects, I'm a mentor to my clients, right? Mm -hmm. And some of my clients are in their 30s or 40s, even 50s. So a lot of it doesn't actually have to be that um, it's an age thing. It's, it's an experience. It's what you know. Because for me, I've been doing this thing with personal training, with my fitness and having a passion for it since I was like 12. I'm 22. So that puts me 10 years into the field. And when well, going back to what I said before, if mastery takes like 10 years and 10,000 hours, I pretty much put in the amount of time in years. So I agree with Randy on that. And he definitely has been my mentor when it comes to the gym. He used to force me to go to the gym when he used to be <laughs> in college. And because of him, I started getting more into, into, into like taking care of my fitness life. Uh, so I definitely agree with that. I'm very grateful that I have met you in that aspect. Yeah. Same, buddy. Same, buddy. But um, uh, oh, about- there's one other thing. Um, maybe we can even make it another topic. Uh, the stigma of like going to college. So like maybe your parents are like the ones telling you that you have to go to college and be successful and things like that. Right. That will go into the expectation field. Now, for my aspect. I actually dropped out of Buffalo because I was in, like, I saw potential on my startup, but it didn't go well. So I decided to move back because I went to Buffalo, if not, not of you guys know, for my freshman year. I was doing computer engineering back then. And I started into the entrepreneurial life. And I thought it would be like easier than I thought, but it didn't, it failed. I failed, I took a gap semester and then I transferred back to City College because I didn't see me going to uh, Sunny Buffalo and being on debt for like almost 70 grand after I graduate was not worth it. Because uh, that was the only year I was going to get financial aid. And after that, I was on my own. And, but yeah, so City College really helped me in the aspect that saving money because it is a little bit more cheaper and the quality of education. It is, it is. Good. This is decent. Yeah. Uh, Maybe we'll talk about the expectations of college later on. But yeah, um, it's a it's a hard thing to just be like, listen, don't listen to your parents because they they're telling you to go to college, and you know, and other people have told you that going to college is a waste of time. You kind of you know you don't want to disappoint your parents and disappoint other people that are relying on you in that aspect. But at a certain point, it goes back to living your life for yourself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I think I'm grateful that I didn't have that pressure on me. I mean, all my three sisters graduated from college. So it was a little bit expected, even though it wasn't told for me to go to college. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, or maybe it was just on my head. But I had to go. But in reality, like my parents, they never told me like, oh, you got to go and you got to be an engineer or you got to be a doctor. It was me who decided those those in in on honestly honestly I always wanted to be um engineers ever since I was a kid 
I did have like a crazy phase that I wanted to be a, a um, what is it, a brain surgeon. Mm. But, yeah, and I saw the years, I was like, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> and then I decided to go with computer engineering. And now I'm a computer science, which is worked out at the end of the day. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Hey, we can actually, we can make a topic about why we chose our majors. Okay. For sure. We'll put that in the ideas section. Right. I will, I will put it on the ideas section. But yeah, um, now going back to the main question, overall, like now you're going to Queens College, do you think the price tag that comes with it is going to be worth it in the long run? Because I know, um, I know like, you're so for, for your own as well, right? So you. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm paying for my own tuition. Um, honestly, because of what I'm doing, yes is i'm going in for to become a dietitian mm -hmm. um so for me i have to go to school and do all of the other things necessary but i could also tell you that a lot of this information i already i already either know it or <clears throat> i've learned it via being a personal trainer working in the field and learning from other mentors in the form of older trainers right Mm -hmm. Or if I don't know that, then I can just go online and I can find that information. So on some aspects it is, but mostly it's just to get the degree, all the information and like the, the practical aspects to it, I kind of can already learn that on my own. Oh, definitely. And now if you are on the tech field, same, um, there's tons of resources out there. Now, it was Elon Musk who said that you don't need a degree. As long as, you know, you're willing to learn, doesn't matter. And that's what college is all about. Like, if, you're not, if you don't realize, once you go into uh, your dream job, you're going to have to keep learning. Like, college, in one way or another, teach you the habits to kind of create a routine, prepare yourself that you're willing to, you know, learn and create good learning habits as well. But the social aspect, I still think, is like the most important one because you get to learn. You get to, like, not gonna lie, you get to party with future lawyers, future doctors, social workers, future. Um, even who never knows, you have met a president, and you can be like back in the days. Oh, I party with him. Why smoke with? Him? Yeah, yeah. It's like it's crazy. That's the only thing about college that I love. But yeah, cool, cool, cool. Quick disclaimer. Well, okay, never mind. I already did that. Damn, dude. I was gonna say In the clouds, man. What happened? All right, good, good, good. So, news updates moving forward. News updates. Now, let's do this quickly because we spent a lot of time on that uh, little topic in the beginning. All right. Uh, in, on my end, uh, quick summary. Earnings report. Most of the comp companies that released their earnings yesterday beat up expectations, but they fell because the overall market fell. Now, the reasons why the market fell, uh, an election is coming in literally a week. Now, it statistically shows that um, the stock market is going to perform really slow during this time. Now, uh, we've got to talk about the second wave of the pandemic. Like, believe it or not, or even if you think it's a hoax or whatever, we are in a second wave already. Like you see there's the numbers increasing uh, day by day. Now Cuomo, according to uh, some news sources, I think it was that we are the third, the third uh, state that has least cases. But regarding of that, 
we can just see uh, our neighbor, New Jersey, whose cases has skyrocketed. So we are on the second wave, guys. Now be careful with that. Now I'm already starting to shift my portfolio, my long-term portfolio to cut off my losses and have some cash on the side. So for once that dip bounces, but yeah, so I think we are on a downtrend. Yeah, I think we're definitely beginning a downtrend moving forward. Um, mm -hmm. Again, until we get an actual vaccine and everything starts looking up, people are positive. Uh, this is going to be a roller coaster. And the roller coaster is going to be in such a way where the highs are decent and then the lows are bigger than the highs. And it's just going to progressively keep doing that until eventually we either have a really big drop <clears throat> or we kind of start stabilizing somewhere. And then, you know, everything starts cooling off. And people start getting more comfortable with our global situation and start actually investing money because they think it's a good idea. Right. And let's not forget that whoever gets chosen elected next week will determine whether or not how and how big will be the stimulus check. Uh, not the stimulus check, the stimulus, but the stimulus will be happening eventually. Now the question is of how big. And until then, investors are not going to be willing to invest on anything because of the fear. Now, the only variable that changes from uh, back in March is that, you know, companies like Pfizer, uh, what else? Um, John and Johnson also started testing their vaccines. Like they got approved at certain limitations. That's the only variable that changes at this point. Uh, so hopefully we get a vaccine, but I'm not getting the vaccine. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to wait and uh, see how that first batch comes out. <laughs> start developing some mutations you know exactly i'm not going to die oh we start getting zombies like imagine that would be that would be sick i'm not gonna lie all right so aside of that let's go let's move on to fitness and mm -hmm. randy you got the floor meal plan oh. relative to goals all right so most of the time when it comes to the fitness stuff you got to keep it simple the more complicated, the more complex, if I throw out like complex terminology, it's just either going to bore you or you're just going to confuse you. So meal planning relative to goals. What do I mean by that? What is your goal? Trying to lose weight, trying to gain weight, trying to maintain the weight. Determine the goal. And from there, you're going to eat accordingly. So when it comes to losing weight, the, the, it's a simple equation of energy. You got to make sure that you're not consuming more energy than the energy that you're expending every day. Trying to gain weight, you inverse that uh, equation. You try to consume more energy than what you're wasting. And then if you're trying to stay the same, you balance that equation. You keep it the same. Super simple. Now, in terms of trying to do it the best way possible, I usually have my clients track their calories. So what I mean by that is everything that you eat, you track it. You track it in terms of the energy that it has. So a good app for that is MyFitnessPal. So you just go to the app store, download it, and now that app is going to ask you what is your goal, and then it's going to give you a certain calorie amount relative to the goal. It's also going to ask you for more specific information in terms of how old you are, what's your height, what's your weight, and what the goal is. Um, I would take it from there. That's just like a general ballpark. And then you start <clears throat> adjusting it over time, depending on how you feel. So if whatever you were given doesn't feel satisfied, like you don't feel satisfied with that, 
you can either adjust it so that it's a little bit lower or it's a little bit higher. Um, but that's a really good starting point, just if you don't have anywhere to start from. Um, then, again, you just play by ear. Usually when it comes to calorie uh, uptick, so like if you're trying to lose weight, going about decreasing the calories every month or so by two to 300 calories is usually the recommendation um, in terms of losing weight. And if you're trying to gain weight, same way, but increasing the calories two to 300 every month or so within every three to four weeks, give or take. Um, yep, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bulking season is on the corner, guys. I'll be careful with that. It's already here. What are you talking about? We can't go to the beach anymore. To be honest. But anyways, yeah, um, re- regarding new planning, I'm not, uh, I don't know nothing about that. I don't want to lie. I don't meal plan. I do just keep a balanced diet on, you know, my veggies, my meat. <laughs> my my protein <laughs> um but yeah so usually what i do it's two meals a day uh my first meal is usually around like 11 to 12 that will be like my breakfast slash lunch and then brunch. around six yeah it's pretty much brunch but i have like a like a decent one like i don't really eat typical breakfast you know pancakes and coffee well i do drink just coffee like in the mornings but yeah and i just keep a balance oh i also quit rice almost two to three months ago now uh, i don't miss it and now coming from uh, being ecuadorian now if you are ecuadorian you will understand rice is literally what we eat morning uh midday and night so it was a little bit tough but i'm kind of i got used to it by now and i don't miss it because uh, I do give myself on the weekends for rice, but like, but yeah, it was very, okay. it was a good decision because rice has a lot of carbohydrate, carbs. Yeah, carbs. Yep. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's another thing. If uh, tracking calories and meal planning, it's really tedious work. But that's the thing. If you want to get your to your goal, you're gonna have to like really focus in on it and actually do it well. Otherwise, you're kind of just going to haphazardly try to get to where you want to be and never really getting that result that you want. But, again, it's a lot of work. So if you're not that type of person that likes to you know, do that kind of work, you can kind of eyeball it. You can start doing proportions, right? So like Michael was saying, you can do two meals a day. The way I like to do it is one meal a day. Um, you can eat in little containers that kind of limit the amount of food that you can eat in any given sitting. That way you're not always overeating. So if you have a bigger plate, you have a tendency of overeating because you want to fill up the plate with food because that's kind of, you know, you want to fill up the space. But if the space is smaller, same idea, but it's a smaller space, which means less food. And that way you're not just overeating, especially when you're not really using that energy for anything. If you're not working out or if you're not actively moving and you're just eating, your body's just going to store that as energy, which is usually fat. Talking about talking about that about you know like the portions. Once you start eating small portions, of course, like the first weeks you're gonna be hungry right after, but your stomach is a muscle, so it's gonna get used to the amount. So it's slowly it's gonna shrink in at the point that that little portion is gonna fill you up completely. So just keep that in mind. A good trick to do it is to serve your food in a small plate. Uh, that will trick your mind that you're eating a lot. And it's, there's a little, like, tricks that you can do it. Uh, I 
personally, my goal is just to have a really good diet, like a balanced diet. Uh, other than that, when it comes to like my looks, I like how I look. I just want to, you know, tone tone it out. But got an idea for um, a topic moving uh, maybe tomorrow. <clears throat> like, how do you keep a balanced uh, a balanced diet? So, like, what are the things that you should be consuming in your diet in order to keep it balanced? Yeah, definitely. Because uh, people who knows me, they see me like eating ramen stuff. But I don't do that like daily. <laughs> you know, it's just like once a once a month at least yeah. all right uh last topic of the day that will be is motivation necessary to be successful does it go and the answer to that question is stay tuned to find out <laughs> imagine absolutely uh, my opinion it's no i mean like for this podcast we got to stay tuned to find out if it's successful or not are we motivated to do this absolutely well to be honest it's more for fun I like seeing this this guy's face in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> Wakes him up in the morning, you know? Nah, yeah. But to be honest, um, you need to be motivated. Whatever you're doing, if you're not motivated, then who the fuck is going to be for? Like, why the fuck are you doing it to begin? Like, honestly. So I have a thing with that. <clears throat> Again, everything that I'm going to say is usually going to relate to fitness in some way, shape, or form because that's my thing. Right. Um. So when it comes to the gym, do you feel like you're always motivated to go to the gym? At one point, yeah. Some point, but are you consistent with the gym because of it? Um, no, like the first is like you gotta build the consistency in order to be motivated. Yeah. But so that that's the discipline. That's the discipline that you need at first. Um. So, for me. When it comes, again, if it, if it pertains to fitness, and fitness has a lot of parallels to most of the stuff that we do in life, discipline is the key to kind of just giving yourself the ability to be successful. Because the discipline is the foundation, and then the motivation is kind of just like that little quick of energy that you're going to get every once in a while to really like double down and go harder on whatever it is that you're trying to be successful on. But the thing with motivation is that it's a fleeting thing. It's not like an energy source that kind of stays consistent throughout however long you're doing the thing. Um, you gotta, again, you gotta be disciplined about it. Like you wake up in the morning and you've made it a habit to make your bed. I'm sure a lot of people, myself included, don't do that. And that's not coming from, uh, I'm really motivated to make my bed or not make my bed. It's just the discipline that you've made in terms of making the bed in the morning. I completely agree because for me making my bed like I said if I don't make my bed I feel some type of way and usually that doesn't happen like I had to make my bed even before I go to the bathroom which is kind of I don't know if it's like a little bit tedious about myself but it's something that like you said I've been doing it since I was a kid so um, yeah it's you know I'm motivated to do it because once I come back from the bathroom you're brushing my teeth or using the toilet I'm not willing to go back to my to my bed. Like I see my bed all clean and nice. I don't want to like just jump in back into it, you know. So that I think that's one of the things that motivate me the most to do it because you know I could just go on with my day. Now, when it comes to like tasks and stuff, I think motivation is key in any sort of projects. And I I, I see where you're coming from. Like I, it had happened to me that um, I'm not really motivated to go to, uh, let's say on a gloomy day like today, 
it, it's kind of like, you know, let's just stay in the house, doing nothing, just watching or being watching TV. Uh, and, you know, your motivation is not there. But then you look at the bigger picture or maybe you decide to take a day off. But then the next morning, you got to push yourself a little bit harder with that motivation that, you know, you miss last days, like a lot of day, a lot of work done that you could have done. So um, I think my opinion, motivation, it is important to be successful. But if you don't have it, that doesn't mean that you won't be successful because now it's all about mindset, guys. And building discipline is probably the most important part aspect of it because once you build discipline, you're going to be willing to be motivated more and more. Yeah, you understand, or at a certain point, once you build that discipline, you start understanding that <clears throat> a lot of times you're not really going to be motivated to do a lot of the things that you want to do. Just think about it. The human condition is to kind of just be trying to put yourself in the best position to be comfortable and not really struggle, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, if, you have it, if I were to have it my way, I would just not wake up in the morning and I would just eat really shitty food and not exercise at all because that's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. But I know that for the future version of myself and those people that rely on me or will depend on me, if I do that, I just put myself in a really shitty position. Yeah, but you're motivated because of that, right? You can say that it's motivation, but also in the bigger picture, there's a, there's a discipline required in order for me to get from point A to point B. Because the motivation for me to be uh, to just be where I'm at now to the future version of myself, it's not going to be, it's not, it's not a sustainable energy source just because I'm going to wake up one day and I'm going to be like, I'm really, really tired and I do not want to do any of this work. But I know that I have to. So then motivation, I feel like it, won't, it might be just adrenaline for you like to build that habit. But once you build that habit, you're going to be more and more inclined to, do, to continue doing it because you're already started. I see what it's you're that talking. momentum. Yeah, it, it is, uh, definitely. Uh, I don't know. I feel like for most of the stuff that I do, I'm very motivated about my like about where it's taking me. Because mm. at the end of the day, like, I chose a path, and if whether I decide to be lazy or not, it depends on the kind of motivation that I have for it, my you know future goals and like you say, the future myself. Yeah, the future version of yourself. Actually, I just remembered something. Um, <clears throat> when I was younger, one of the things that I always struggled with was doing my math homework. Um, mostly because I just never had the motivation to do it. But at a certain point, once I opened the textbook and I started looking at the problems mm-hmm. and I started see, understanding the, the concepts and I saw that I could answer these questions or I would just like go on check to see if I had the correct answer. Um, little by little, that momentum started building for me to actually start doing that homework. Mm-hmm. And instead of it being like, I needed the motivation to start, I kind of just opened it, did a little bit of just reading or just looked at one or three questions. And then little by little, it just started building and building and building until I finished the homework. So to me, oftentimes it's literally, it's just about getting started. That's usually the hardest part. It's always, to be honest, it's always, when it comes to uh, homework or any project, it's the hardest step is the first step. So the hardest thing that you can do is uh, getting it started. Now, I never had the issue with math, but I had the issue when it comes to writing. I'm not a big fan of writing, but uh, but I have to do it, you know, because it's homework or like emails and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I have to be good at it. 
and because of that requirement that I had to, you know, I see myself doing it in, you know, all my lifestyle pretty much because writing is essential nowadays. It, I motivated myself to do better. And now English is not my first language. And I get a lot of compliments when it comes to like, when I send emails or like just write papers and I let my friends review it for me. They said like, you write better than a firstborn, like a born, like a native English born kid. And that's because mm-hmm. I motivated myself to do good at that, like be a good writer, even though I hate writing. But yeah, with math, nah, bro, <laughs> I love doing math problems. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I actually enjoyed it at, once I started getting into it. But in the beginning, I was just like, "It's so much work. All these count, all these numbers and the equations." Yeah, it's, I mean, it's it gets tough. I feel like math. The only thing that I hate about math is when it comes to fucking letters, like when it comes to like proofs and stuff. Like, remember mm. uh, three oh um, what was it? One oh three, the class that we took together, or one oh four? One oh four. Yeah, yeah. I, that was like. That was so bad, bro. That was no math. It was, a com- it was a combination of math and English, basically. Logic. Yeah. It's mainly more writing. And I hate yeah. writing. Oh, cool. I hate it. And I'm out, bro. I was we passed. <laughs> I remember. We did it. Well, I mean, technically, we only passed because D was a passing grade. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, that was the class I met Randy on. And it was, it's not <sighs> Uh, to make it short on my version I literally walked out halfway through the exam uh, I couldn't finish it like the final exam and I ended up passing that which was crazy but, I yeah. finished the exam and we still got the same grade <laughs> and uh, yeah we're still here here we are though here we are anyways uh, guys thank you for tuning in uh, we will catch up tomorrow once again got anything to add up no, that's it. Just take it easy. We'll see you tomorrow. Don't do anything stupid or do. It's a learning experience. Just make sure that, you know, it doesn't come back to bite you in the ass later on. And, uh, yeah, that's it, man. Yeah. Stay young, people. Peace. Deuces.